Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Build Business Acumen Podcast, where we deliver practical knowledge and powerful guidance. Here is your futuristic host, Nathaniel Schooler. Today I'm interviewing James Roberts. He's actually an elite Paralympic athlete for over 10 years, and he's competed in swimming, rowing, and volleyball. And now he actually also hosts the Mindset Game podcast, which is uh, hugely interesting. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some really great stuff today. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get into the show. Very appreciative. And thanks again, Nathan, for having me on your on your podcast. Pleasure. Pleasure. So do you want to talk a bit about your story? Just brief synopsis of my story would be I grew up in... Belgium to where both of my parents been in the military. My mother worked for NATO for 30 plus years and my father was in the US Air Force. So I spent the good proportion of my life, be it 19 years of my life and with respect, we talked about it off air. I'm now 32. So I've only spent the last 13 years in the UK. So um, to kind of go from where I went from growing up to talk about the heights of the Paralympics, it wasn't until about 11 or 12 I started in competitive sport, joined my local team on base and kind of went from that dribs and drabs to there. And it wasn't until like the really progression started happening, Nathan, was about when I got 15 or 16, I had one of my coaches approach me. I think of it as out of the blue. It, you, if you looked at it more in a reflection Nowadays, if you're spiritual, inc- very much inclined in that way, it was maybe one of those things, it was meant to happen. This question was meant to arise and it was meant to steer me in the path I took. And they approached me and said, have you ever thought about doing disability sport? And I think because I was 15, 16 years old, that was maybe my time to be a, bit, a little bit rebellious. I, I took on board what they had to say. But I think subconsciously, I was very, not annoyed, but you're thinking, you're challenging me as an individual, kind of questioning my character, thinking, well, I've got nothing wrong with having a disability, do you? And I kind of assuming, what are the, 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 the question like underlying, well, what do you mean by it? I came home, spoke to my mother about it, and we discussed this. I think about a few weeks ago, a few months ago about it, she actually said to me, she was pissed. She wasn't very happy of hearing that comment at all. I think it's because it's, are you defamating my character by saying that? But I took it on board, went back to speak to our head coach, who was also coaching another able-bodied team in the Belgian leagues. He knew of a disability coach coaching within that league as well. He got me their contact details. I think within the space of probably about three to six months, went down to that program in the summer, did the training session as normal. 
uh, came back in the car and my mother said to me, their eyes lit up. And if I put this into perspective now, Nathan, of the three to four of the better swimmers within that club, three of us have gone on to uh, Paralympic success. Um, one of the chaps competed in, off the top of my memory, was in Athens in swimming. I went on to compete completely out of the sports swimming and went on to do it in rowing and sitting volleyball. And the youngest of the three of us has eclipsed us and is still going. He competed in Beijing, London, and more recently Rio in t- uh, wheelchair tennis and obviously has medals as well. So he's kind of gone from being the prodigy and the up-and-coming kind of uh, apprentice as you speak to the, the two of us being a little bit older he surpassed us and kind of I wouldn't say I live in his shadow now but I, I keep up and, and keep in touch and and try and be that not a guiding light but kind of give that little bit of motivation and check in and see how he's getting on and things like that so uh, to kind of I wouldn't say push him along but just to see well yes you, you were our understudy once upon a time when we were teenagers, but you've eclipsed us and pushed on, be it in another sport. But I would never have thought he would have achieved to the heights that he did. Not what, and I'd probably say the same with myself. I had that goal of attaining and representing my country at one Paralympics, but never, I never imagined being able to do two. Uh, and that's probably what has stood me in good stead from when adversity has arisen previously, I've never looked at adversity. We touched upon it off air because if we go back to the very beginning of my nature and, and, and coming to terms with my disability, my mother knew about it before I was born, but what they discussed, well, let's not tell James. If he doesn't know any different, he's going to be uh, adaptable to the environment. He's going to just be like any other kid. He's going to find a way of problem solving uh, and getting on with it it's I think it where it's good to be that kind of parenting I'm not in I'm not being modicolored I'm not in, in this bubble so to speak so I can defend for myself so I think I've always had that nature of coming up with a solution to a problem as opposed to seeing it out and out as a problem but I think it's not until the anxiety has hit more recently and we touched upon it with the victim mentality that that problem arise. And I was thinking, well, Oh, this is, I'm, this is, I'm the only one in the world that's suffering from this, this problem uh, with my health and, and kind of blowing things out of proportion. And you're thinking, well, you don't really think like that. And I think it was when I came to terms of looking at things more rationally, okay, it's taken about probably, two months to be able to do that but you're thinking well I don't believe this I don't believe that that's not actually the case and you think more rationally I'm starting to get back to the mentality that I had for a good proportion of my life I think it's probably because be it behaviors habits that I did second nature and without thought I kind of went went away from that and it's kind of deviating off that path. And I think that's where you probably from a business sense, you, you, you can 
see the commonalities because once you start drifting off that path, it's going to take a lot longer to, to, to reach success. But that would be that would be my life to up until now, like in a brief summary. I know that went along a little bit longer, but no, no, it's really good. It's, it's really good, James, to uh, to hear more about you. You know, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is like a business show, right? But but at the end of the day, everybody in life has anxiety they to some you know you said this before we went on air right and and you know we all need to overcome anxiety to some extent in order to achieve success right and that success is in life and in business and in jobs i mean a job is still being in you bit you're in business if you're in a job because a job is a career right whether you want to have your own business or not um you know, you can't blame. I mean, I've, 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 I've thought about this a lot, you know, and you can't blame anybody else for your, for your um, problems, right? Like you've, you've, you've ended up in that place because that's where you are. I think as a society, we do because you want to either for no fault of your own, you want to be able to blame somebody else for your misfortunes. We started to have a few audio problems at this point with a problem with our Internet connection. So we got cut off and I've tried to revisit the conversation where we were at. So uh, I think you should hopefully get a clear message. Now. Back to what we were talking about, right? We were talking about anxiety and like victim mentality and blaming other people and that sort of stuff. I think you were, you were just sort of expanding a little bit on that in, in business terms, right? And how it, it, it's not just, you know, it's not just normal people who suffer from it. It's everybody, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's, it's that victim mentality, I think, comes down to people are more intrinsic in their way of thinking, whereas because we have got accustomed to be very much social media driven mm-hmm. for everything to kind of satisfy our needs, you then start having that kind of mindset where, okay, because I'm not doing X, Y, and Z in my life, oh, it's somebody else's fault. Whereas I think if you can actually look yourself in the mirror yeah. and, and kind of holding yourself accountable, and I think this is what people don't like to do it. That's probably why they go to coaches and of the like, bit from fitness, nutrition, um, even life coaches now with the, the mental aspect of it is because they want to be ac- held accountable by somebody else. Whereas if you could hold yourself accountable, you're probably more likely to put things into perspective and hold yourself accountable and put things into perspective because I've had, I probably had that luxury. I can reach out to people within multiple disciplines for, uh, be it guidance, being held as accountable behind the scenes, be it from Facebook perspective with or social media with direct messaging, people say, well, this fashion of uh, status you're putting out is not a true uh, inclination of where you're at, albeit I, think I posted one of the very first ones in terms of storytelling and say where you've come from perspective chap i'm working with for for my podcast to make it more successful in 2019 said 
are you actually sharing that with other people? Because it's 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 gold, and it's 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 magic. People have got an insight to where you're coming from. It's like, right? Uh, no, I haven't, but I will do, and I'll expand on that. Yeah, because yeah. it was well, that was me at my, I won't say the lowest, but I was starting to come back up, and it's become easier to do copywriting. I used to struggle with that mm-hmm. uh, in the past, but uh, as we when we were discussing off air. Well, that's because I was putting out people, uh, putting out content I believe people wanted to hear, wanted to read. Whereas if I'm more transparent and showing people the real me, problems that are relatable to everybody in society, or people can relate. Everybody, yeah. as you as you mentioned, everybody has anxiety, worry, stress. Yeah, all, all these little bits where they're struggling with. That's probably the underlying. You wanted to talk about fitness and nutrition. Well, really, that's the underlying factor as to why you're not attaining your fitness and nutrition goals. There is something else at the root cause underlying where it is. You're kind of looking at fitness, be it from getting into the gym and doing it long term, looking at how you relate to food as the problem. Mm-hmm. But then really, you're not actually asking the big question and the why as to, well, why do you want to actually improve that? It, it, the, probably the, the traumatic experience underlying mm-hmm. in the subconscious is probably the problem as to why you're not able to really achieve your goals and make things become behaviors and habits. It, 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 comes, it comes to that. Wow. Wow. So, so, sorry, I got to interrupt you there. So you, 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 you're basically saying that the subconscious kind of holds you back from like achieving what you want to achieve. Is that what you're saying? I would say definitely Nathan, because you, yeah. you, you can control your consciousness because yeah. you're, you're, how would I put it, put it from a, a physical standpoint mm-hmm. where you control your arms and legs. Yeah. You can't control your breathing or your heart. You can't. You, you, yes, you can hold your breath. Yes, you can slow down your heart rate, mm-hmm. but you can't control them indefinitely. Whereas the um, arms and legs, you know, your your muscles and bones, you mm-hmm. you have conscious control of those. So I think people perceive the mannerisms that they do as external factors yes that's going to have some bearing as to why you do certain things be it the environment you're in the way you speak to yourself is a big one yeah so just being in a negative environment on a day-to-day um process or how you live in your life yeah well, no wonder you're you're negative all the time. Yeah. It's, it's become it's gone from being an environment to become your mindset. Whereas that's that's the ideology of surrounding your uh, surrounding yourself with it within that uh, uh, within the people you want to be around. Is because if you're around people that are similar minded to you, mm-hmm. um, or probably more driven and, and things like that, you're you're going to want to replicate that. Whereas on the flip side of that. If you're always around people that are moaning, um, yeah, being very much envious, jealous of what other people have, well, no wonder you're going to have similar, similar kind of men. I can relate to that because I, I would be sitting on social media mm-hmm. a few months ago. Well, why is this person more successful than me? 
and kind of putting, well, I was probably of that mindset, well, I've achieved all this in the past. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent because uh, uh, there are positive, but I'm dwelling in the past. I'm, I'm kind of looking at it, well, why aren't people flocking to me because of these achievements that I'm able to, well, overcome the disability and be able to get to a high height of sport, whereas that is very much... Well, not serving a purpose. I'm not helping anybody by thinking like that. Whereas kind of going to where I've been of the mindset over the last couple of months, almost I don't care, but it's, well, what can I do to help somebody else be in a similar scenario as me to try to add value to the, that, that customer experience? Be it, it doesn't have to be me that they work with. How can I serve, be it with coming on your show, um, adding value to somebody's status on whatever social media platform to add my two cents and it's helping to add a little bit more to to get somebody to look at it from a certain perspective as to well how can they change something within their life as opposed to having that victim mentality of to a certain extent loathing somebody because they're successful where I think it's taken hitting rock bottom to say kind of well look at myself in the mirror, well, you're not doing this, 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 which you did second nature years gone by, you wouldn't bat an eyelid to do it. Well, that's a problem. And and, and it's kind of, I'm not being hard on myself, but it's saying, well, what's, in, what's important in life? And, and stepping back, okay, it's one hour of my day or, what, or whatever it may be, depend on the, the training session. But that's my time. It's my time to get away from business is my time to I wouldn't say I ever reflect in the gym but it's my time to 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 kind of step away and not really think about anything except being in that moment of training I think it's coming back to I know people will question well why don't you do this or that for we're going to probably go on to it with the education standpoint well why aren't you helping after school it's like well I'm not doing it because I'm putting more importance on myself to to do that little bit that makes me feel good. Okay, in a few months' time, I might be able to do both, or I might step away and and, and be able to contribute to be able to to do both. But it's something for me. And what I'm actually talking about is Pilates. That was well. How can I implement something? Well, I would say totally alien, but something different to challenge me. It's like, well, I could either. And I probably was probably where I was content mentally. It's like, well, it can go either one or two ways. I could like it or I could look, I could hate it. But if, until I try it, I, I can't have this assumption as to either side of the fence until I actually do it, experience it and give it actually time to be able to implement it. I've got nothing to base things on. Pilates is really hard, James. <laughs> it's tough, man. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think so, but that's probably because the instructor from where I go to, to, to Pilates is trying to test my boundaries. So I don't, I don't know what it's like for everybody else in the class, but I, I, I will give feedback after, afterwards and say, well, this was too easy. You can, you can, and, and put things in perspective. Well, I can actually do this, or in the past I've been able to do this because I have, I have done Pilates. I've done sports. Sports Pilates is slightly different, right. but. It is. I have done Pilates, so it's like, well, you've done it in the past. It's going to be slightly different, but 
you I didn't like it back then but I saw the necessity uh, not the necessity sorry I, I kind of saw the results happen for themselves I had a stronger core I had a I had this um, what most people would you know that I don't I won't say everybody's got that goal of having a six pack but I had a six pack for me it was I was it's probably more important back then than it is now I have one again now and what we're 10 years later but my actual viewpoint of it I don't care I've got a six pack but it's not important to me I've got that strength the inner core strength back from a functional functionality perspective which is a good one whereas now I'm aware when I'm in a bad posture whereas before you'd be slouching and and what's actual strain am I putting on my body I wasn't aware whereas now it's kind of well you're doing this it's hurting bang you need to do something about it so it's being very much aware to be able to to control i'm not saying like you say it's not it's not easy but it's what when people say well i'd like to try it well give give it a go it's i would say it's for one if you want to get that little bit extra out of training Mm. one way of of going about it and it's got about this just yesterday uh, for my part for my podcast in the, in the recording, the plus side is of it, it's not as strenuous as, say, the rest of resistance training because you've got that element of relaxation because the re- music is more relaxed. The the actual environment is very low-key. The lighting will be a little bit less, whereas when you're in a gym environment, the music is quite dependent on the gym. Mine depends on who's working there, but uh, most corporate gyms, will be up tempo music gonna be a lot of noise you know a lot of the testosterone going about in that environment lots of noise so you would be in more in a state of tension so you you are gonna be more tense you are gonna feel that stress so to speak i'm saying it's probably some of it it's a good stressor but the polite side of things you're gonna feel a lot more calm and at times, you, well, so there are times in there I'm actually yawning, thinking I'm that relaxed. Uh, that you, you I, I, one of them, I was relaxed within five, ten minutes of starting this the hour uh, training session. You think, oh my gosh, I, I must have, but you feel totally differently. But James, I think I think they're luring you into a full sense of security. <laughs> so, so when it when it comes to like um, achieving goals, yeah. In, in in business and career and all that sort of stuff. How related do you think fitness and exercise and diet are to success in in, in uh, career and business? I think they're paramount. Be it fitness uh, or business, if you don't put yourself first and foremost above everything else, and the perspective um, I think Lewis Howes put out uh, a few days ago was it doesn't matter if you are have all the money in the world if you're not well how can you actually enjoy that so it's kind of, it's kind of finding that balance between the two okay yes everybody perceives having a lot of money as nice i'm not disagreeing with that no but you need to put your health at the paramount i think that's where it's difficult from the self-conscience now is to be step back and be very much uh, not self-centered, but be selfish in a way where you're going to set a time, set aside time specifically for yourself, be it away from family, be away from work, where you are 
at one with yourself, it could be oh, a number of different uh, outlets where you could do that. It could be meditation, going to the gym, going for a walk, doing a hobby that you enjoy to be able to get you out of what in a sense is your comfort zone, then going to challenge you. And it's coming back to being able to have that perception and step back from a situation that is stressful and saying, well, am I reacting rationally or an emotional sense before I actually do something? So it's being able to doing all those little things to be successful is probably in implementing them from a perspective as we talk about, I would like to, I should, I need to, I need to, I, I should try. Yeah. What's the word? It's, it's coming from it from, okay, it's an intention to do something, but are you really going to implement that? Whereas if you change the script, so to speak, and start using language like I must do something, uh, and obviously in business, we will schedule things like clockwork for meetings and whatever it may be within that kind of realm. Right. Obviously, if you replicate that in terms of your actual life and set aside time for going to the gym, be it whatever time that suits you and your lifestyle, that is a reminder to get you started. Probably what people in business can relate to, well, okay, I can't not go to a meeting because you'll get, probably get sacked. Whereas if you looked at it from the same perspective with your health and how you perceived it and looked at it in the same light and, and same brazen as to why you want to be successful in business, you will take no prisoners. You, you'll be, I'm doing this, no questions asked. I don't care what somebody else thinks or I think it's probably a little bit of an athlete mentality now. If I step on somebody's toes, okay, so be it. it it's, it's having that childlike mentality that you had as a child well there is no risks whereas i think once we become adults we start thinking worrying about well what what perception of somebody think if i do this that's the other what are the um trial and tribulations if i actually do it what are the risk what are the risks and you kind of blow things out of proportion at times whereas if we go back to hours we were a child as a child okay you had some common sense when when things were dangerous Mm-hmm. but you would do you would try it out and kind of come up with solutions i think whereas i think once we become adults we kind of try, try and find problems for our problems and you just you're just making things worse it would basically just have so we've really filled our heads up with kind of i can't do that kind of stuff and we haven't made our exercise a priority in in life and our diet and that is that is going to affect our business life because we're not going to be able to function a hundred percent right i mean mm-hmm. if you're not fit you don't get enough oxygen to your brain you you don't feel well you take more sick days you know it's a lot of reasons to get fit right well also also people probably don't associate well uh, being well uh, and fit with your sleep a lot of people all mm. do this notion, even you read it in self-help books, you will go to bed, you wake up late, you're rushing around. We'll talk about, you know, like the Monday blues. I don't want to go to work today because it's Monday. Yeah. And then obviously you're trying to play catch up all the way throughout that day. You go to bed late because you've not, you've not, got, you've not got everything done. 
yeah. start that cycle all over again and it becomes a habit. So uh, if you probably take a step back and say, okay, if I wake up, oh, you read, you read like from self-help perspective to actually improve and become successful. If you just step back and say, I'm going to wake up 15 minutes earlier today than I did yesterday. Okay, there's now 15 minutes that you've got to yourself to be, I don't know, find something that you enjoy, be it read, read the paper, read a book, uh, take 15 minutes to yourself, be it meditation before you actually have to go to work. Yeah. And you do it cyclically like that. Take 50, wake up 15 minutes earlier each day until you get to optimally say about two hours earlier than you have to leave. So for example's sake, for me, I'd have to leave between anywhere from quarter to eight to eight o'clock. Right. So I would look to get up at, oh, I think I'm about that quarter past six at the moment. And I'm a lot more relaxed. It'd be even, even if I'm rushing around last minute to do things, I'm in control. Whereas before I was waking up at say half past seven, get dressed and I'd be frantically running around to get ready, have breakfast and be, you know, like scoffing things down and being out the door. And I'm there, go, I'm in, and I'm in a negative state, state of mind already. I'm playing catch up for the whole day. And then if you amplify that, if I have a bad day at work, yeah, I'm going to feel like crap when I come home. Whereas just taking that, those steps that I talked about and kind of working backwards throughout my 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 morning practice and obviously you'll go to bed earlier as a as a result as well to counteract that so you get enough sleep in the evening mm. i'm that now more relaxed uh i can do my 10 minute meditation in the morning to get myself prepared yeah and i have a lot more time in the morning to in essence faff around so to speak. i have my time for yeah. me before I've got to start my working day and I it's when I do it and when I don't do it it's night and day I'm a lot more relaxed say come even later well as we're talking it's about almost six o'clock at night but even later than this I'm more relaxed and and I'm not playing catch up everything's done well so so to kind of put it from a perspective from a business life you could even get up earlier in your day before you had to go to work and do tasks that you had to do in the office. Well, there you go. You do an hour in the house. I know people won't, probably want to do that, but if you set aside time to, to do that in the house, well, there you go. That's an hour you don't have to stay at work. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I, I was I was doing some research into this kind of stuff recently, into productivity and that sort of stuff. And and actually, they've so that what they've said is, is that anything over... So first first rule is, right, is um work fills available time is 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 like a rule yeah so whatever time you've got your work will fill that time right so if it isn't in the calendar it's not going to get done yeah mm-hmm. and anything over 55 hours a week right work wise is non productive so you can work up to 50 to 55 hours any more than that and it, it, you basically don't get any more, any, any more work done, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been looking into productivity and I've found this, this system and it's you, you work in 52-minute block, yeah? Mm-hmm. And, 
and you set your alarm, as soon as 52 minutes finishes, you do a 17-minute break, right? Are you, Nathan, you're talking about pom- doing, um, I'll see if I can get this w- wording of it right, Pomodoro. You're yes, about. Uh, yes, I am. And and I did it I did it this morning, and I haven't done that for a long, long time. But at the end of the day, if you get to the end of your 52 minutes and you're not absolutely exhausted, right, and you go and look at your mobile phone and you mess about on technology, you're not having a break, yeah? You need to have a proper break. So you either exercise, sit down, meditate, eat some food, get some fresh air, whatever it is, but you can't do any mental work because you are, you're shattered, right? And I reckon you probably get about three, four times as much work done in a day by doing that than you would if you just did, you know, four hours nonstop and then a break and then four hours or, you know, whatever it was. That's my, that's, that's how I feel. I'm going to be focusing more on that in, uh, in the next uh, new year, you know. Well, I was reading about it in, uh, well, a teammate of mine released a book, gosh, when would it be about October time. Mm-hmm. And I was reading it about, and that that's where obviously I've seen it come up. And he talks about it from a forty-five minute perspective. But hmm. so I was looking at for the, the the only one task that I can't at the moment do that in a forty-five minute block is to edit the podcast. But that's kind of for most people, it's an outlier. So it's like, well. It doesn't stress me. I think there's only one case where it stressed me out, and that was obviously when I, uh, probably the anxiety was uh, it's height heightened, and or I wasn't fully accepting of it, and any little thing was stressing me out because I wasn't putting it in perspective. Whereas I, I, I it does, okay, people might feel stressed about it, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. It's not a stressor. I enjoy putting it together. So, okay, I probably will outsource it in the future but, mm-hmm. and just focus solely on the interview and getting to know the, getting to know the person on the other line and, yeah. and developing that relationship. And then somebody else goes away and does the fine-tune in it because it's their expertise and doing it from that perspective, whereas that's probably where you're accountable to yourself because you're you are utilizing somebody's strengths whereas you may not feel comfortable or it is a slight weakness i i was quite happy to look i learned before i did it so it was i'm not going wholeheartedly and full into it and kind of not knowing what i'm doing so i i, I did that but then if it can be tweaked to be better cool. by somebody else's help by all means, it's the same with. I'm currently under do, undergoing a rebrand with mine. With it looking to come out probably probably mid January, late January now because of um, with Apple with Apple Podcasts sending out email quite recently with uploads. So that's on the back burner. But I got somebody to do the music for that. Who's a musician? That's that's fine. That's you. you you've. I I, I can probably I, I like music. But they've got the, that certain expertise and now to be able to take account of your actual voice and the music that will actually go with it. Whereas with me, it wouldn't work that way because my 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 hearing is not as trained as theirs is. So it's been been able to 
well, t take a step back and say, well, there's no problem asking for help. Whereas I think probably people like to shy away from that and they like to be single-minded and kind of push-driven, whereas we are creatures of habit. We are very much community-based. That's It's hardwired in our DNA. So why steer away from something that's worked for us as human beings for the last, oh gosh, I can't even think how, many, how long, ever long we've been on the planet. So it's why go away from the curve and want to isolate yourself from be it business perspective. If, if there's somebody else that can help you, be it, be it in a similar place, help, hold you accountable and kind of get something done, why not take it? Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I think, I mean, I spent a long time, about 10 years ago, I was really bad with computers, right? Um, and a friend of mine, he, he's a programmer and he's a real techie and, you know, he's, he owns a few airplanes and a big boat and everything. And he, and he said to me, he was like, you need to learn, man. You need to learn how to do everything yourself. And that's the time you need to learn to do that first before you actually hire someone to do it. And you've gone about it the right way, which is what I've done. I've learned how to build a podcast from the ground up, you know, and we were talking about it earlier and how, you know, when people just give up before they get to the, the number of episodes, like seven episodes or something. And I think I'm going to release this as my seventh episode. I had another one scheduled, but I'm going to push the boat out and get this out there tomorrow. Cause I think you've shared so much value here in this in this episode you know and we can we can revisit the education uh, conversation because i know you know a lot about education and and, and stuff like that but mm. you know uh, i think really it's just about enjoying the moment isn't it and enjoying what you're doing making sure people don't intimidate you because that's that's another thing in in business and in life if people if you're already in that victim mentality, right, and you're already blaming people, that's the kind of moment where people can almost reach inside your brain and like intimidate you with with, with things, you know. Oh, I think I think definitely, and as one of the guests I had on my show yesterday, as we record, and he talked about uh, mental fortitude and be able to. Oh God, I can't think of the actual wording. You know, mental. Um, oh God. Mental, mental warfare, obviously, as the military will do it to, to mm -hmm. kind of break their candidates down. Yeah. You can kind of do that in any facet of life to get the upper hand on somebody. Yeah. If you've been in a sense of it doesn't matter what side of the coin, if you've been on the downside and, and, and lost a certain individual one or two times, mm -hmm. you kind of start worrying about, well, are they going to beat me again? Are they going to get the upper hand? Whereas on the flip side, he talked about the example of he'd beaten a, a Russian chap who was like massive. Yeah. Uh, and he'd beaten him in a competition previously. The chap came up to him and said, well, how are you doing today? And he could kind of sense that, okay, this chap must be worried he's going to lose today. And he, and he, looked, he talked to him about, well, are you doing this next competition tomorrow? And, and the chap said to him, no. I'm, I'm focusing on the here and now, this competition. Uh, and the, chap, the, the Russian chap said to him, well, I might as well just ha put, uh, throw in the towel and let you have this win. So it's, it's like, well, he didn't even have to do, he didn't have to do fight that contest uh, of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You're thinking, oh, I've seen it done. I've, the, the only time similar 
example I've seen firsthand when I've been involved, Nathan, yeah. would have been back in my career of back in 2006 when I was starting out in rowing. Mm-hmm. And my performance director got in the ear of, of the other competitor saying, well, James was doing this, you know, like blowing things out of proportion right. and kind of saying, well, James is training, he's out on the water training every day. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't question this. I'm, I'm kind of watching this intently because uh, I didn't, I was doing sports science at university. So I do sports psychology thinking, oh, this really can't work. Uh, I am kind of seeing from, from my eyes seeing this person bite at it everything he was saying and he kind of went away went to go speak to his coach and kind of threw in the towel as well <laughs> that's really funny it's that's like really come on funny. Oh, I, I know I know some of there was some truths in what the, my performance director was saying yeah. but it's like I was training every day, but it wasn't on the water. I was probably yeah. getting better coaching to you. So he kind of went off in a strough, uh, <laughs> had an argument with his coach as to, well, why am I not getting the same treatment as, 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 as James? I was thinking, freaking hell, that's mental warfare. In his, <laughs> it's probably, I'd, probably, I'd probably subconsciously done it to athletes in the past as well yeah. and not thought about it just because... Okay, you're you're chatting to me from a friendly perspective. I know people will come up to me and uh, want to talk about. Oh gosh, um, what would it be? Be it with wheelchair basketball over the last couple of years, people be like in your ear and talking trash. Right. Like I don't care. You're wasting your breath. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't. Even if I'm having a bad day, you're wasting your breath. I do not care what's coming out your mouth. <laughs> it's 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 kind of well why why okay i'm quite happy content you wasting your breath because it's making it easier for me right uh, and when we compete because we compete uh, as a region in north wales as opposed to a club when we'll play as clubs between it i will give stick and people will go backwards and forwards but I know I've got under your skin i don't always do it or the necessity to do it but it'll generate, if I've got a response of you, or you've been very much, you've given me the word in that, oh, I've, I've, I've caught your ear and, and you're kind of biting at it. Okay, I've got you. And I, the, I don't really have to do that much. It could be uh, certain facets of play. Whereas I think you could relate that to business. Well, if you've got somebody on, on the back and call and everything you say, you can you can for rightly or wrongly manipulate somebody's mindset just by this certain things you say i think the um i seen a i think the advert or something like that on instagram in terms of like um what would it be like a not a motivational speaker but a persuasion speaker uh, i think uh, I can't think of the word. Um, oh, consultant would be, he used the example of Wolf on Wall Street, be, you know, like the, t- the tone of voice you use. That can be very manipulative in terms of from a selling perspective. And you're thinking like think, simple things of that nature can kind of sway people in the direction you want to follow. But obviously, if you are, as you put it, 
very versed in those types of tactics you see you 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 don't you don't say well why are you doing this be it i don't know what's it uh marketing perspective you it'll be you will go to uh buy somebody's book and see them on facebook and you'll see you know the, with the facebook ad um, yeah. to to buy like an upsell of something yeah whereas i know now that's not coincidence that's marketing yeah. so somebody within his their marketing team is doing a good job to be able to get you from one platform to another mm. and you think of it oh is it is it coincidence whereas okay probably back then i wasn't thinking rationally i'm i'm i perceive it as i need to change this so these yeah. are just i would say tools to be able to facilitate it but then really I was able to do that from the get-go. So it's looking at things from that perspective. It's like you are very much a big proponent of being able to change your psyche from just the way you speak to yourself, perceive things and things like that. So I think it's where I use that motto within my podcast and very much what I believe in now, it's challenging your perception of your mindset it's very much the, I could coin it, Jekyll and Hyde, the devil and the angel on your shoulder. Well, you're going to have on one, one, one hand the devil saying to you, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. Whereas, you know, would the angel be saying, well, yes, you can. And it's, it's be it however way you want to go about it, be it look yourself in the mirror with affirmation, write it down, uh, visualize it in your head as to, you're talking to yourself yeah. certainly like an out-of-body experience and kind of going against well I don't believe this to be true this is you're total you're talking absolute bollocks uh, and kind of question things you're going to change perception like that and as simple as just listening to say certain types of music be it uh, on the one hand some things will be related to emotions or, or things that you've had in the past, mm-hmm. be it for be it sadness, loss, uh, joy, and things like that. Yeah, you can very much manipulate yourself from that. I did that subconsciously from the age of 11 till I was well, up until last year, so that's 20 years of. Hip, hip, being a hip, kind of using a hypnotic process to hardwire my brain, and I think to go a step further, Nathan, and say, I think it's because we can't see the brain like we can with bones and our muscles, we treat it differently. But I think if you use the, this analogy of looking at it as any other muscle, you can train it. Yes, you're going to have highs and lows. Uh, everybody, anybody that does exercise will know if you have a hard training session the next day you're going to be sore that's very common if you don't okay you've probably not not tested yourself um, outside your comfort zone because the body knew what was coming but it's challenged your mind to do that as well it's in essence break it, looking at it you need to break something to re, to rebuild it okay the mind you probably don't want to do that but it's looking at it as 
it can be retrained, it can be trained, and it can improve. I agree completely. I think it's just making sure that you that you know where you're at. Keep away from all these television programs. A lot of them are absolute rubbish. You can sit there and waste you could waste hours every every week watching this stuff when you could be exercising, you could be learning a new skill, you could be speaking a new language. You know, like we just waste so much time on stuff that is just really and, and social media is another big time suck, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, a lot of people projecting this life that they're having just to just to they don't really have a purpose on there. Like they're like, oh, well, I'm just on social media. I'm just using it for my business. It's like, well, what's what's your goal? Like what what do you actually want to do with it? Like what do you, you know, and, and that's another massive, massive problem, I think, in, in society nowadays. But so if you were to give people three tips, right, of, of, of like the best things that they can do to move forwards with their, with their lives, right? So when I'm talking about their lives, I'm saying like, you know, everything like family, career, um, exercise, uh, private time, you know, goals, what three things would you, would you, would you give people? I would say if you probably put it all in a nutshell, Nathan, it, it's, it's putting how important is one, your health, your family, and putting in that order. I know a lot of people will, will probably be, uh, and that's a good question you, you mentioned, because I, I posed the question to somebody I knew, I think 12 months ago, and how they answered my question, I think, I think it was work first, family, health. Right. Well, you've got from, from my, where I'm coming from, you think, well, that's not, I wouldn't put it in that order. Okay. Um, you would probably, I would probably put health first, family, business, because as you probably hear with like YouTube videos, I think Denzel Washington put it very poignantly. Uh, you don't see um, a U-Haul or um, a moving company attached to a hearse, do you? So you can't take you can't take whatever you have with you yep. in afterlife. And as he puts it, the Egyptians tried that. What happened there? It got looted. So so everybody will want to take what you had. So it's it's putting things in perspective. If you can get your health in paramount shape, your 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 you are more productive in work. You are more productive in your family life. You are there for them in the long run. So I would say that would be step number one. Yeah. It being very much like we said in the episode, setting time for yourself to be have that disconnect first and foremost from your your work life. And obviously you do need to have that step away from your your in a circle, so to speak, be it family and close friends, you do need to have time set aside for yourself from time to time to uh, get rid of frustration you might have uh, and things of that nature. Because as I was listening to a podcast just this week in terms of how you should talk to your spouse, your, your family members, first and foremost, uh, very much around you kind of, blow off your frustrations on a on a loved one because they're there for that whereas you really should step away get off what get off whatever's on your chest in your own in your own space because it's not great because why should uh be a, a spouse or a child 
take that negative energy on themselves because you're going to just amplify that individual is going to amplify it and feel uh, guilty that they are not being there for that individual. Whereas I think you should be more accountable to yourself. Okay. I've had a bad day at work. Okay. Let me step back and say, well, was it, uh, and coming from a re- reflection standpoint and say, well, is it, was it a situational um, thing that I wasn't contro- in con- complete control of it or was it an emotional one? So it's looking at it, is it a gut response? I need to make a decision here and now or from an elect- uh, intellectual standpoint, do I need to do this or do I need to do that? And I kind of reflecting on it and taking a step back and kind of taking a deep breath, so to speak, and say, is, was it so much of a big deal? Am I blowing things out of proportion as opposed to kind of taking out on somebody that you love would be the second one. And then the final point would be, I would say to challenge yourself outside your comfort zone. I think as us as human beings and being living in this modern era that we do, we've got everything at our beck and call we've become lazy. We, we are probably so far removed from the beings that we were as cavemen and cave women. Obviously our, our emotions and um, a nervous system hasn't, evolved, has, hasn't evolved to be able to catch up with the times that we live in, but those are controllable. It, it's, look, it's putting things into perspective as, is it, the, is it, is it, a, is it really a fight or a fight, fight, flight or fight response that you need? It, it's looking at things from a, a very outward perspective and kind of being kind of like a, a monk, so to speak, being able to see yourself sitting in that um pose and you're having an out-of-body perspective and looking things in perspective and thinking of things more rationally as opposed to being gung-ho with things and and I think the ways about you can do that is like I mentioned in in the episode looking at your sleeping pattern you're not getting enough obviously looking to go to bed earlier and getting up earlier um look putting your nutrition in, in, in in getting your nutrition in check sorry be looking at what what are you eating why are you eating in this certain habit? Because is is the work is your work life taking so much of a precedent over everything in in life? And it's like, well, you need to put things in from that perspective. Look at the things. Is it really that important? Okay, there are tasks that need to be done from a scheduling point of view, but there is times, like you said, with the Pomodoro, you need to take a step back and say, I need to I need to take this break. I need to go outside, um, I need to spend time, and, and kind of find hobbies that you can do outside of um, your norm, really, and, and, and having the yeah. brazenness and the inkling to take risks and to try something different because you, you, you never know what the outcome might be. You, 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 you could be, like I said, you could, be, you could love, this, the, love it entirely, mm. Or you could loathe it, but then that gives you a choice. So, okay, I don't like this. Let me try something else. And it gives you a different perspective on the people that you surround yourself with as well. So it kind of enlarges that social circle. Yeah. It also gives you an idea about what you really do like. How are you going to work out what you like if you don't know what you don't like, right? I mean, that's 
<laughs> that's kind of kind of where I'm at. But look, you you've been so generous with your time. I really appreciate it. So how how do people find your podcast? Uh, you can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I think any outlet that you can you can find podcasts by just typing in the Mindset Game podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe and wherever you prefer, share with your friends. And if you enjoyed the show, drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.